You are listening to First in Human, where we interview industry leaders and investors to learn about their journey to inhuman clinical trials. Presented by Vile, a tech-enabled CRO. Hosted by co-founder and CEO Simon Burns. With episodes launching weekly on Tuesdays and Thursdays. For episode 15, we chat with Dr. Richard Soxie, Chief Medical Officer at Sodio. Listen in to find out why early collaboration between clinical and research teams is essential for drug development. Dr. Soxie, thank you for joining us on First and Human. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for the invite. Of course. Maybe to kick it off, we'd love to do a quick introductions. Tell us about yourself. You're currently Chief Medical Officer at Sotio, but you've had a very illustrious career. Tell us about your background. My name is Richard Sachse. I'm a physician. I'm trained in internal medicine, have a board certification in clinical pharmacology. I have a long-standing experience with pharmaceutical industry since more than 25 years, covering the entire value chain from late-stage preclinical through to registration. In the first parts of my career with Big Pharma, at some stage, joining smaller companies, typically in the function of a chief medical officer. I am now since three years with Sotio, a ambitious biotech with a very interesting, stable pipeline. We have three platform technologies. We have immunocytokines, ADCs, cell therapies, CAR-T therapies in treatment of solid tumor. And all of those three are already in the clinical stage. So this is probably something extraordinary for a biotech company to have three different project platforms in the clinic. And this is what we are very proud of. It was an achievement over the last three years, and we are looking forward to continue the progress of our pipeline. We'd love to hear maybe a retrospective on your career in drug development. What are the key lessons learned throughout your time? Were there failures that led to later successes that you thought were instrumental? In my experience, one of the key lessons learned is the early discussion between clinical and research, which can never start too early. An early in-depth discussion between both functions on a medical need, clinical outcome measures on the patient perspective is vital for research to design the right experiments at an early stage. There needs to be a early mutual understanding of the potential and of the limitations of pharmacodynamic markers, of certification markers, of predictive markers, in order to design early on the right strategy, as well as to come up with definition of early go-no-go criteria. I have seen smooth project progress if criteria and decision points have been defined upfront. And this is really critical and important to come up with decisions early and even to terminate unsuccessful projects early. In some companies, there might be a tendency to not define strict go-no-go criteria simply because people are afraid of terminating a project. By this means, they may waste their resources on unsuccessful projects, which they could more wisely spend on a more promising project. I think it's highly important and I would always encourage to establish translational markers which inform the development program as early as possible. And ideally, such markers would enable you to make the right decision on the project 
in particular go no go decisions, but also decision on dose, decision on dosing frequency, and any other decisions that might influence the progress of your development program. Let's go back to some of the programs you have in clinic with Socio. Several programs, and not necessarily easy programs either. CAR-T, ABCs, you've got some complexity in there. Maybe walk us through some of the complexities and some of the lessons learned running complex oncology clinical trials. One of the challenges, certainly the recruitment into immuno-oncology trials. This has been challenging in the past and with shortages in sidestuffing as a side effect of the COVID pandemia, this is becoming even more challenging. But this holds true also for any clinical trials in any other therapeutic area. Some of the major issues that influence the recruitment in your trial are the complexity of the trials, the ongoing competitive trials, recruiting a similar or the, even the same patient population. The complexity of a trial really impacts the resource needs at the site. Therefore, this is an important topic to consider. There's always a balance between measurements of parameters that are mandatory, parameters that have an impact on the project progress and on future decisions, and some parameters that are just nice to have. We try to reduce as much as possible the complexity, but we also have to consider all of the topics that we just discussed two minutes ago when we were discussing the need for these translational biomarkers. It's inevitable that you will need to make a compromise, at least to some extent, but you should not simplify the trial too much so that it will not be informative anymore and not help you with your next project decisions. It's also important to work closely with the sites and to support the sites from the very beginning. This starts with all of the processes from contracting to site activation, which requires a very strong alignment between the CRO and the sponsor, but also a strong support of the site by both the CRO and the sponsor. Having said this, close interaction and communication between sponsor and CRO, including clear definitions of responsibilities, are then key to also ensure appropriate communication with the sites, which is one of the key factors in progressing our clinical studies. Say there was a, a young biotech company, we meet a lot of these companies, as you can imagine, they're running into their first clinical trial, they might have filed their first IND, zero selection, site selection, how to think about protocol design endpoints, etc. What are some key mistakes you see small biotech companies make and what advice would you have for this generic hypothetical small biotech? Financing is always a critical topic for all companies, not only for small biotechs, but in particular for small biotechs. And close alignment between management and board is here required, where management clearly outlines the risks and opportunities related to certain investment. And also, as already emphasized earlier in this discussion, a clear definition of go-no-go -no -go criteria, a clear definition of value inflection points is key in building a trustful relationship between board, investors, and management. Sotio is a company driven by medical need and science. We aim to bring novel, innovative therapies to patients, offering significant benefits over existing treatments. The execution of our development plans in moving forward our projects along the value chain is driven by an experienced, very engaged team of drug developers. The internal focus here is on strategic planning and on decision-making, 
whilst we will work with the external parties on the execution of those relevant activities. For every project, we are predefining project-specific value infliction points, which will then trigger next activities. By this means, we can ensure that we de-risk our projects and respective investments, while realizing that, well, of course, the R&D in the pharmaceutical and biotech industry is always and will always remain a risky exercise. However, I have to say the potential reward is high when you see individual patients benefiting from your treatment, even at a very early development stage. We are observing such early stage case studies when patients who were relapsing under all previous treatment regimen suddenly respond to our investigational drug. So this is a very high reward for any drug developer, which I wouldn't miss. And when you realize that you were able to help a patient who did not have any other treatment alternatives, this is very rewarding. We'd love your thoughts, Dr. Saxi, on the future of ADCs, the future of CAR-T. Maybe take us three or five years out. What are you tracking closely? What do you think the impact is going to be? It's always hard to predict what will happen in particular if you're trying to predict the future. This is what too many people say. I mean, in any case, immunotherapy in oncology will continue to revolutionize the medical treatment of cancer patients. This may be triggered by new immunocytokines. This may be triggered by new cellular therapies, by ADCs, or any other treatment modalities working via activation or redirection of the immune system. Having said this, we will most likely see more projects moving forward into clinical development stage, providing to patients and physicians a broad spectrum of innovative treatment modalities for individual patients with the potential to address more individually specific patient needs. Such patient needs may be defined by the nature of the tumor, by the nature of the tumor microenvironment, some other patient specifics, or the living circumstances for the patients. Here I mean the patient will have individual needs for maximum duration of hospitalization, for instance, specific needs for treatment schedule, convenient administration schedule, etc. In other words, the space will be even more crowded. Thus, it will be even more important that the sponsor, together with the CRO, will be able to fully address the clinical site's needs as well as the patient's needs in order to motivate both the site as well as the patient to participate in this particular trial and not in a trial run by somebody else. Lastly, at Vial, we think a lot about clinical trial technology. We think a lot about infrastructure to run trials more efficiently and applications of technology to make trials more efficient. That's why we built Vial as a company. We'd love your thoughts on where you think there's room for technology to be applied to run trials more efficiently. Technology is probably one of the major drivers for future clinical development. As highlighted, with the entire environment becoming more complex, more resource-intensive in an environment which is lacking resources, you need to implement certain technologies enabling you to cover for the lack of those resources. There are certainly things which always will need to be done manually by the clinical staff. The administration of a study drug, taking blood or any other work directly with the patient. However, the logistics 
around the clinical conduct, the collection of the data, the transfer of data into a database, the automated interpretation of data, and a lot of other things. So this is still offering a wide range of opportunities to further improve clinical processes. Such improvements will be essential in order to run a competitive trial, which is attractive not only to the patient, but also to the clinical trial site. And therefore, the implementation of advanced technology is important, is vital for clinical development. Well, with that, Dr. Soxie, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it very much and uh, have a great rest of your day. You're very welcome. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks very much for inviting me. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, and Google.